Attention Pokemon players, you are listening to Triple P, the Pittsburgh Pokemon podcast. On today's episode, Jake gets top four again. Chuck misses the, the kicker. Pittsburgh tops over 2,000 players, and we get some more season updates. Chuck, how are we doing? What's up? How's it going? It's, it's all right. It's been a long week since last episode. I'm pretty tired. A lot has gone down Pokemon-wise, not Pokemon-wise. Um, but yeah, um, no, I'm excited again to talk with you about the week that was in Pokemon and what, you know, what is coming up, uh, you know, in the future for us. But um, tell us a little bit about your weekend. Yeah, so uh, the... Today was, or this weekend was supposed, to, I was supposed to play a lot of Pokemon, but didn't. Um, so, Friday we were supposed to have a challenge at my local store, but uh, they had to cancel and they closed for the weekend because mm-hmm. um, they had a, they had a staff member um, test positive for COVID. So then, because it was a staff member, they closed for the weekend all got out of out of precaution because then they all had to get tests um they're all clear except for the one i guess but so they are going to be back to normal hours but that challenge unfortunately was a as a no-go so uh, my friday night challenge didn't didn't happen so zero on that and then uh my my cup still happened on saturday went went to uh um, geez, Bowling Green, uh, Black Swamp Games. Um, that's nearby me. I uh, played in a challenge. It was a or not challenge. It was a cup. It was a long day because it was uh, best of three Swiss with best of three cut. Yeah, we did the same thing. We did the same uh, thing. <laughs> so uh, I was prepared for it. Took uh, I took Chen Pao. Uh, with the with the with the Palkia attack in there, like right. not not Palkia with the added Chen Pao is this is Chen Pao with the added Palkia. Um, uh, so I was trying something different. I was really kind of hoping to test it on Friday in a challenge and then have it well oiled, right? For the cup, right? But uh, didn't happen that way. So it went in test on on the cup. Uh, but uh, the tournament went well. Uh, I finished. You didn't see on Twitter. I finished two one two, uh, which was good enough for eighth place. But as you alluded to in the intro, uh, we didn't have enough people for a top eight kicker. I think we were too shy. I think there was nineteen total uh, that showed. Yeah. So I won prizes. Um, got top because I topped eight. Uh, but uh, I needed to. Needed to turn some of those ties in the wins, so right, um, right. But it was I, I like the deck. It went, it, it played pretty smoothly. Um, there's, I, I, I guess, I, it's just very VIP, like VIP heavy, like necessary kind of start. Like that is the only games I didn't like was when I didn't see one necessarily, or I didn't see the Pokemon because sometimes I just saw the Pokemon and I was happy anyway. Yeah, uh, but uh. There's just a couple games where it was just like, oh, geez, I just don't have anything to start. But 
once you once it gets rolling, you're you're kind of good, uh, good to go. So, uh, um, looking forward to give that more of a run. See see how it goes from there. So, I mean, I I really do love Chimpao. It feels so good when it gets going. Uh, regardless of the variant, if you're playing Palkia, if you're playing Arceus, or you're playing something in between, I just that deck feels like it just doesn't set up a hundred like. I mean, a high enough percentage wise, um, for my liking, uh, you know, to, to get going, uh, because if you just brick, you just brick and then you kind of just lose. Uh, that's why I've been kind of gravitating away from it lately, even though I do love the deck. Uh, but I think it is time for me to start giving it a, a little bit more of a look as well, but I did yeah. not do that this weekend. I also played in a cup. Um, that was the only event that I played in for points. Um, it was a very weird day. So I've been, I mean, I, my first matchup was against the, the new flower paradox book, but that's a fighting type. I forget the one that limits your bench to three. Um, Glamora. Yeah. Glamora. Um, with like, uh, with a, um, rapid strike Urshifu kind of thing. Um, the deck. Again, I was playing Lost Box, so uh, it just didn't set me up really well. So I ended up tying, uh, lost in a really close game one, uh, one in game two, but there wasn't enough time, nearly enough time to finish game three because uh, it was very drag out because I just don't have the bench space. He doesn't have a fast engine to accelerate energy. Uh, so I ended up tying there, uh, then played against the Lugia, which was uh, I bricked, then he bricked, and then we had a long game three. <laughs> um, and then I ended up being able to boss stall because um, they didn't quite manage their energies right. Um, and I counted it out, bossed up uh, a Snorlax, uh, trapped it in the active. It couldn't do anything. And then eventually I got my Sableye off and got there. So snuck out a win. Um, so it won one. Um, and then, you know, the rest of the way was okay. Then I had two winning ins, uh, lost a close one, kind of a gentleman's agreement where it was technically a tie. Uh, but we were both like, okay, um, a tie doesn't really do both of us well. And he was slightly ahead in prizes. So, you know, I, I conceded uh, the win to him. Uh, so I had another winning in, uh, played against a Chen, uh, a Chen Pao list um, as I was lost box. And I proceeded to get slow played um, pretty hard. And I, I, I've i never, I still didn't, I, I'm still kicking myself. I didn't escalate it to the judges. Um, but I did ask him three separate times in the middle of our matchups to, you know, please make a Pokemon move, um, as nicely as possible, you know, and to try to, to, to move them along. Um, and, you know, same thing beforehand, we had like a gentleman's agreement, uh, you know, who, you know, no tie, cause it doesn't really help us, uh, cause you know, the winner of that would go top eight and whatnot. Uh, so I win a really, really close game one. Um, and then I lose in turns in game two to a very close game. Again, if I had one more turn, I would have um, I, I would have been okay. Uh, and then my opponent proceeded to say that he was satisfied with the tie and he would just take it and he's cool with it. And then I was, I didn't like, I was very upset with that. And I think he could tell, and I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, you know, say, Hey, give me the win or anything like that. But, um, after a couple of minutes, asked, right as I was like filling the page out, he's like, I'll give it to you. So I was like, okay. Um, I didn't feel good uh, going into cut. Um, uh, but, 
uh, ended up getting there. Um, played a really close match against our teammate Colton, beat him in, uh, you know, he was playing Lost Tina and ended up losing to a Maridon very close uh, game in game three, which I think I had game in hand. I just missequenced it quite at the end. I I, uh, I used the Pokestop before I used uh, a, a flower selecting because I still had all cards that I needed necessary to win that matchup. Um, I had two turns to take uh, the last two prizes um, and then the Pokestop was the killer. It like got rid of all of the cards I needed, um, which I was searching for, um, you know, item cards, uh, the, 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 um, the recovery rod uh, right now. I can't think of it, uh, but I, mi- I missed that. I proceeded to get um, all the cards I didn't want <laughs> to go into my uh, discard pile. So I ended up losing that one. Um, but, you know, overall still top four, uh, although I'm still, maybe a little bit uh, not satisfied with my play, especially in that last match where I feel like I could have taken it. Um, and I had a pretty favorable matchup going into the finals if I would have won again. Uh, so um, happy with the plus 32, uh, but upset that I left 18 points on the table. Yeah. Yeah. I I had some of those woes myself at the, at the cup with, with the, the, the ties, as I said, uh, I tied too many times uh, in throughout the tournament, and a lot of it was uh, games that I could have won. At, at, I, there's uh, two of my ties were wins. Like, uh, I mean, just like the, I think it was round three. I want to say, uh, well, uh, the, the, uh, round two, I was playing an arc against an Arctina, which I don't know how we went time to be completely honest with Arctina versus a Chen Pao but uh I mean I guess I will concede I might have been playing a little bit slower because this is the first time I played it in real life so I was making sure I was doing things in the correct like uh, orders and things like that but there's not a lot of things you have to do you just got to make sure you do them in the right order um like uh my first one like make make sure you don't do the thing where you irida and just grab the card you, like you would you limine on and then just grab the card you want from the irida that you were limiting my right. my first round opponent was a mirror match he did that and uh he was like uh he literally said luminous sign and then grabbed to an item and a pokemon and i was like you might want to just grab the irida first <laughs> i see what you're doing but that card also has to come out and right. he was like he, we we giggled about it but like that's what i mean Making sure that I was processing the deck right. So, but right. Uh, it's the same thing. Uh, like you were saying, uh, long game one, I thought I could pull it out, but didn't. Um, ended up conceding later in the game, towards the end. Uh, he, I won game round two, which he would have to have conceded, which I don't know. Maybe he could have conceded earlier, but it basically waited till to see the writing on the wall. Um, right. And then game three. I was ahead by four prizes. I just didn't have enough turns. Like it was my game. I didn't set up like uh, I. I don't know. I. I don't. I don't. I should probably start asking for gentlemen's agreements more before. Hey, I, that's like, the first time I've ever done that because of you know being the tie. Like the the tie means nothing to both of us. It's essentially a loss for both. But yeah, I think the, I, the I, lesson I, learned is like learn or you know the the one of the biggest skills and we've said this before is. You know, scoop <laughs> early yeah. if if you don't have win, uh, especially if you know the matchup's more of a grindy one. 
um, regardless of player speed. I mean, just it, you need to do things like that uh, throughout the course. And, you know, I'm sure you, lessons learned along the way. Yeah, cause, I mean, it happened in, in the third round because I tied third round too, but I played a, a mirror match and um, he won the first game, but I scooped because um, I was hanging on by, I was like, he can't KO this. Like, I, I, I can't remember what it was. I think it was, I think I had Baxcalibur up at one point in time, but then mm -hmm. he was like, boss kill Baxcalibur. And I was like, I drew my card and I was like, yeah, you win. Go to the next game. Like, I probably didn't even need to draw the card. Like, he probably right. said, as soon as he bossed, I could have been like, you win. But I still like processing. I, I wanted to make sure like, yeah, I, I'm not coming back. And then the second game we played, it was so long. I thought it was game three. Literally. I was like, wasn't that game three? Like, but I misremembered. So we went to a game three, which we didn't finish, but I was ahead again. Four prizes ahead. He had not taken any. It was my game, like to win. Didn't have enough turns. I management. Like, <laughs> um, I don't know. I, I that's just like yeah, Chimp Pow. I don't feel like Chimp Pow Mirror should really ever tie. I, I don't. I, I. I. I don't either. But <laughs> I mean, that's the thing is, there's just like people that play a certain way. It. It. It doesn't. I don't want to like say that they irk me, but like I, I played it, my next round. I played it like I played when you play in a best of three. I played against a Gardevoir, and we completed. We technically completed one game in fifty minutes. So, like, to me, I feel like if there's a, an advantageous way of you playing slower throughout the way, people are doing it. Um, like, I'll uh, judge. I mean, I'm guilty of it too. Call judge. I, I, I do. I, I need to find. A, I really want to find a way to just. But I don't. I, I also. I feel like I'm. I don't want to project because I might also be playing slow myself. Like sometimes. So, like, for me, I literally want to just test it over two weeks. And I want to make sure that it's not just me uh, projecting. Like, I would literally want to have a chess clock and just be like, am I too slow? Like, how much of this game am I taking up compared to how much my opponent is taking up? Right. Not, I like, I just as a pure science. Um, yeah, I don't think but, you can actually do that. Um, <laughs> so, please don't. Yeah, I don't but... think I can either legally, but hey, you know... Uh, it, that I would love to be able to try. That's um, why it's very important also to do your testing beforehand. I'm not, and I'm, of course, like you were just trying the deck, but just in general, a broad statement there. Um, if you know your matchups and you know what you need to do in certain situations um, ahead of time, then you don't have to think of them at the time because um, you already know that those win cons or those, you know, those path to victories exist. Uh, so you just naturally go to the, those decision-making processes faster. Um, so, you know, that, Again, that's just uh, it goes into, you know, the preparation time uh, beforehand, just knowing your matchups, your deck and what your deck is good and good or, and not yeah. good against. Yeah. And, and part of that's on me. There's probably definitely scenarios that I should have conceded earlier, like in the Gardevoir matchup. Um, but I was also like, I wasn't sure how that matchup go, was going. So I kind of wanted to play it out a little bit. Um, but uh, like. I should have conceded game one a little earlier would have let me finish game two, which I was ahead in um, ended up getting, I, I probably misplayed the way the last turn went so that I couldn't knock out the, the Gardevoir that he left in the active. I was one. Right. 
I could have probably put another energy down somehow if I like did more on the first on the turn, uh, the previous pre yeah. turn, because um, I kind of tried to set up a situation where if he took the knockout, if he like anything, like the next turn I was taking my last prize, um, but it didn't happen. So, um, sure. yeah, that's I, I just. What it is. I mean, it lessons is. learned. It's uh... a little frustrating. I was happy though to finish top eight in mine um, because it was like a first run with the deck. I was like, I was happy with a two one one two finish. Like I, I felt good in the mirror. Uh, I wasn't sure about the Gardevoir matchup. I was happy with Maridon, the Arctina. If I, I, I'd have been happy with that too. Uh, like. I was happy with how Arctina played out. Um, just wish it would have went a little faster. Um, that's all. So, I, I mean, I left with prizes, so I was happy. That's cool. That's cool. Yep. Uh, yeah, so I guess, you know, overall, um, a learning situation, you know, uh, weekend for both of us uh, when it comes to trying to just deal with um, pace of play um, on our side and, and our opponents. But overall, you know, top eight, pretty solid. Uh, top four for myself. Um, you know, we're well on our way to a, a pretty solid season so far. Um, but with that being said, uh, Pittsburgh is just around the corner. We're uh, a week and, uh, you know, well, we'll call it two weeks away uh, at time of recording. Um, pretty exciting. Uh, did see that they opened up more seating, filled up pretty quickly um, across all uh, all of the different uh, age brackets. Um, I saw that there was 2,116 players, at least last time I checked. Um, that is just crazy for a regional, right? That's a, that's a lot of number of players for for regional um, in general. Uh, I think, I, I I mean, that's close. I'm not saying it's NAIC numbers, but it was where they're close. definitely <laughs> close. close. And that, you can definitely see they are, that Pokemon, like, in general, the the eyesight or the the I, the plan might be to have more seats available. I know um, uh, if, uh, VGC listeners probably are saying that's not the case because there was a little bit of an issue. I've been following I, I'm, I'm following the Twitter because I was making sure I was getting in, and I keep getting more updates because I haven't turned the notifications off. But um, they had a little bit of issue getting, I guess, docs or something to open more spots for VGC, but. They might be complaining a little bit on spots, but for TCG, I mean, we can always use more when it caps out in 30 minutes and whatnot. Like you still, there's room for more, but like, I just think, I don't know how, like, unless they start splitting the event into pods, uh, like no, can't do that. hard game <laughs> only, then VGC the next day, like, or weekend. Yeah. Well, we'll see. Yeah. yeah I, that's I, what mean, I mean, unless they start, unless they like literally start splitting the event off like a, a trading card to its own thing because that's the bulk of the people there like there's 2,000 players for for TCG and then there's maybe a thousand for go and VGC combined so unless they're breaking that, those off then I think we're, we're might be hitting max numbers all the time no matter what because I don't know how much space like in general convention centers have like right, to be able right. to fit people so I mean, I think this is overall a, a really good sign for, you know, our TCG community. Um, people seem to can't get enough of playing in these regionals um, regardless. Um, do you think that is a 
um, a sign that they're more just uh, CP hungry, trying to you know make a world's push, or do you think it's just the overall popularity of the game uh, is really growing and it's appealing to you know new you know, newer players, and no matter what age bracket you're in, um, both. I think a lot of people want to also experience the regional in mm-hmm. general. Like when there's something nearby, um, like I'm sure uh, there's a lot of people in going to Pittsburgh that didn't go anywhere last year mm-hmm. because it's in Pittsburgh. It's a, it's closer now. Like we know, you know what I mean? Um, that want to go. So when it comes nearby, it's almost like a mini little convention. Like, you know, it's not like a convention, but it is a very fun experience in general, even mm-hmm. if you're not trying to compete, but then uh, you want to compete. Like there's always the what if factor as long like, you know, let me let me roll hot for the day. Even if you're not the most seasoned player, like you just want to feel like you do semi well, like you feel good about it, like your performance. Like, um, even if you're you know just a casual player, but then you go there and you win five games, you don't make necessarily make day two, but you've won five games and you're like, hey man, I finished in the top half of the f- top half of the field. Mm-hmm. Like, maybe I am pretty good at this game. You know what I mean? Like things like that. It's just like pretty good for like a good experience for a casual player and the with the accessibility of pokemon in general uh the ease of how to pick up the game and like to know how to play um it leads to more people wanting to experience that kind of really high level competitive experience yeah uh, definitely i mean no matter where your skill level lies like um you know it's always just a great time uh, if you're, you know, if your goal is to win the win the tournament, get day two, just win a game, you know, play different players. There's so much things you can do and get out of the experiment or experience. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I think it's just a, a good sign for the game that's growing in general. Um, but with that being said, that it is growing in general. So um, if you are trying to make a world's push, um, I think we've easily hit that kicker. Uh, what was the, the last kicker? Five, uh, top 590 or something like that? Uh, top the top twenty the 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 new kicker for um regionals. Or I think it's one thousand twenty four. Yes, ten twenty four. As long as you have over a thousand participants, which last year was we were capping at like a thousand. Like right, uh, the we didn't have venue space to necessarily make. We were like hitting it like. 10 like maybe 1100 people mm-hmm. so knowing that the first regional they've opened up for the 24 season has 1800 1800 players in in one division because that's at least what i saw on a on an overload the the organizers tweet is there was over 1800 slots for masters right um of those 22 2100 plus um spots so uh, we're easily hitting that kicker, not to mention um, so more points being out, uh, not to mention uh, the the other big news, which I think we'll cover in the news. But yeah, we'll cover the other stuff we... in the news. I yeah. mean, we, yeah. we can cover. Yeah, let's cover that in the news. I just um, Pittsburgh coming up. It's exciting. It's going to be large. It's, there's a lot to play for. Um, I, I enjoying seeing the community grow as we kind of grow along with the community. Um, it's a great time to be in there. And I think that's what we wanted to celebrate with this little segment right there. 
Yeah, yeah, definitely. I feel like Pittsburgh is going to be a very fun and exciting kickoff to the regional season. For sure. All right, well, with that being said, I think it's time to pull into the pit stop. Uh, you know what that means every time we pull into the pit stop. That means we start off with trivia. It's time, time for trivia, trivia. Um, and Chuck, I have, a, I think, a good one for you today. Um, if you wouldn't mind me going first. No, you can go first. I have a pack. I saved it for my winnings. Um, I did not. I opened all mine. But <laughs> so <laughs> this may or may not have come from the pack. I'm not sure because it was already in my bulk. Uh, but <laughs> this is a standard league of Pokemon as per the huge. Um, and today we have an ability and the ability name is Psychic Insight. For a second, I thought you were going to say Psychic Embrace, and I'm like, really, man? But <laughs> <laughs> Psychic Insight. All right, so I feel like this has to be a Psychic Pokemon. Unless you're throwing me, like, for the hugest of huge curveballs somehow. But Psychic, and it's an ability? Yes, sir. Um, And, and you said it's standard legal? Standard legal. When have I ever given you an expanded card? Uh, I don't know. I think you did once, and I think I failed miserably. Um, so, besides doing a psychic Pokemon, I'm not sure where to start. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna ask for a hint right away and, and go with what stage is the Pokemon? Stage one. Stage. It's a stage one. Yeah. Okay. Stage one. So I don't remember any other largely a bit. Well, no. This Togekiss is the only other like stage two line that had abilities throughout that is also not Gardevoir, which is not this that doesn't pertain to this. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to say this probably caps at a stage one. So we might. We're looking at like a Ms. Magius, a Bennett, um, maybe some more psychic or ghost type Pokemon, even fairy type Pokemon. Oh, my mind is just blanking. What, what, uh, what other, what do I got? Type? Set, set and type. Set, well, go with set. Obsidian Flames. Okay. I was assuming that was it. Um, what type is it? We'll just go with the. It's dark type. Of course. <laughs> I was hoping you didn't ask. You get no extra points now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, dark type. Uh, now I'm like thrown for a huge loop. Um, dark type that came out in the city. A of yoga Flames, loop, <laughs> not Charizard, because that's stage two to begin with. Um, oh. Maybe no, Houndoom doesn't really have any kind of psychic abilities. Um, I, I I don't know what else came out. I'm gonna go with uh, stage one, uh, Lipard. I don't know. Malamar. Malamar. <laughs> oh, he is psychic too. Oh. <laughs> got him. You got me. I knew psychic insight would throw you for a loop because it's so obviously a psychic type 
Yes, I forgot that Malamar was in the set and he would have been such an obvious go-to now that he's... Ah, some of these, when you like reveal them, it's just like, oh, why? where was my brain at? Because... You know that I never just like, give you I a like Malamar something. as a Pokemon. Like yeah, I actually I know, so know things about Malamar. That's why I thought you might have gotten this one. But yeah, you know if I'm going to give you an ability name like Psychic Insight, it's not going to be as obvious. I'm searching for the hardest <laughs> I, ones well, possible. I, I went with obvious, and then I was like, maybe if I can think about what would it actually be. I don't know. So good. It, it, again, I have to throw the hard curveballs out there. You give me big softballs and often i swing and miss so don't well, i sometimes i don't as i'm about to open my pack here i, I don't get to choose whether i give you softballs or not it's really dependent i'm playing the randomness of packs against you so as my my dark energy is what i get out of my pack there let's see go. what kind of hit i get out of here to see what kind of uh thing i give you so my hit for this i'm going to give you an ability so um, this ability reads, uh, as long as this Pokemon is in the active spot, attacks used by your opponent's active Pokemon do 20 less damage. What's the, what's the ability name? Oh, it's called Pressure. <laughs> okay, okay, Pressure. He has to be in the active spot to reduce damage done to your Pokemon. Yes. I feel like I was looking through earlier, and I'm assuming this is Obsidian Flames. Um, uh, I'll give you well, the standard hints as well. You know, yeah, at, so at, I'm gonna I'm gonna say what's that, and you're gonna say Obsidian Flames. Well, yeah, we already you knew it was Obsidian Flames. I'll even give you. I'll read the attack name off to you if you want as a third hint. Pressure. Um, what type? This is a fire type. Fire type. Okay, so fire type in Obsidian Flames. Um, it, and you said his ability. I don't think it's no. It's not Charmander uh, or Charmeleon. Um, what else is in there? Um, I feel like there's. I can see the Pokemon. I can't think of his name. Um, it's like the the guy that looks like a like a battle bot kind of thing. Not a battle bot, but like a uh, a humanoid in a suit. Uh, Armorouge, Armorouge. That's what I'm gonna go with. Armorouge is my pick, right? That's the fire type. I'm saying the right not Pokemon, right? That that you that is a Pokemon. Armorouge it is fire. Yeah, it is. It is. That's my guess. Pokemon. He's in this set, right? Yes, he's in this set. I honestly maybe he was in the next set. I don't remember. Uh, I'm just going to stick with it because I can't think of any other Pokemon and I'm tunneling. Um, Armourouge is in this set. Okay, then, I mean, obviously I don't think it is with the way you're reacting here, but I'm going to still lock it in and that's my choice. All right, well... Uh, or, is... or it could be a Torkoal. Torkoal. Are you locking those in? <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. Neither one of them are right. Dang it. I mean, pressure makes sense for Torkoal. You you are correct. Pressure <laughs> makes more sense for Torkoal than it did for Armourouge. Right. Um, so Torkoal was a good guess uh, because I would have told you it was a basic, which would have also helped you there. But uh, it is Entei. 
Oh, single prize okay. Entei. Entei. I forgot Entei was in this set. Entei, however you say it. Entei, yeah. Uh, I yeah. No, that was a good one. Yeah. Very That cool was my big there. hit for that pack. So. Huge hit. <laughs> I, I, I was thinking about You could about probably saving... get like 40 cents for that. Maybe. I, I did, I mean, I did get three series, three packs. So I was thinking about saving one of those, but. I still I need not. two more uh hollow stamped mirage gates and then i have my lost box um almost bling or completely stamped out i guess <laughs> i'm trying to stamp my my deck out <laughs> i was uh, i was too excited to wait for those so i opened them and i uh, still have one series three there for the display because i'm having one of each um and i i've been trying to hold myself back from opening it because um what if there is a mirage gate in there i don't know yeah, I, I got a halucha out of it, which, well, it's not it's not the hollow halucha, but I also got. So I'm debating on whether I should use that or the pre-release. Like I don't know which one's more rare now, or which which what's max rarity. But uh, Stamped. um, the the big one I got was I got an Arceus V, so now I have a stamped V and V star. So I'm kind of like super happy well, about that. I got two um, forest seal stones stamped. <laughs> <laughs> That would be nice. I only got um I, I I have just as many stamped as I have non-stamped because that card was hard to pull. I was I was a little upset I did not get any um like lost box tools, I guess, like the Mirage like switch cart mirage gate or anything like that. I right. well, I think there's a lot. I think I got one switch cart, but then I also got a switch and I was like, oh, you could have been a cart. Right. <laughs> But uh, the there was a there was a junior. I was talking to the one uh, girl that was at that tournament. She was she won the senior division. She had a whole bunch of packs to open, and she got a Mirage Gate, a Switch Cart. Like she was pulling all kinds of fire goodies, and I was like, "I'm jelly. I want right. those." <laughs> it happens. It definitely does. Like we always we always have those moments where uh, it could have been our pack. Yeah. All right. Well, I think it's time to jump into the next segment, and that is who would win. Um, and this is my last who would win before the Pittsburgh Regionals. So mine's going to be um, a little bit in the Pokemon world, but then also incorporating Pittsburgh. And I, you know, I was thinking long and hard, who could I have kind of represent both worlds? Um, and for the Pokemon uh, world, I have. Um, Conclador. I okay. think I think if if I'm picking Conclador, <laughs> you know where this is going. And, and representing the city of Pittsburgh, I got Steely McBeam. <laughs> <laughs> oh, geez. All right, two guys that carry around a steel beam. Um, <laughs> I don't even know who to pick. I'm I'm gonna go with Steely McBeam. Um. So that you have to defend Conclador. <laughs> Dang it! I didn't think you would. I thought you'd. Ah oh, man. And <laughs> and my argument for Steely McBeam, um, is that uh he's he's got a hard hat. So well, I don't. I'm Conclador actually. I have a hard hat too. I think he does. Yeah, he's got I a hard he hat. Does. So he's got he's got he's got defense. Uh, his his uh, I know his steel is made in Pittsburgh. So 
<laughs> his, his McBeam, his McBeam is solid, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I think what Conquador is have, in Galar. He's definitely so going to have. <laughs> uh, he's definitely going to have uh, Renegade as a theme song. Yeah. So, Dude. Uh, which I don't know might work in his his favor in, in the the last round. So. I was really banking on you picking Conquador because I can't defend this Pokemon. I don't like this Pokemon. You know what? I don't really like necessarily Steely McBean, but like he represents <laughs> the Steel I, City for sure. The, the I I can't. Ha this is the first time you've won the argument because I cannot counter. You know Pittsburgh Steel versus Galar Steel. I think it's Galar that he comes from, where he hails from. Um, plus, you know Renegade. You can't everybody's going to get pumped up for Steely when he comes in, comes in right there. So I won't lie when, uh, I, I, when you, you gave, uh, gave me an option that wasn't Conklador. And I was like, I'm going to make Jake. I know how much you hate Conklador. <laughs> so I was like, I'm going to make Jake have to, have to give me an <laughs> argument for why. It could have been anything and you would have been like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, geez. I you just thought it was said, fitting. You could have said anything else versus Conklador, and I would have been like, "That's going to win." All right. So I want to hear. So I want to hear other people's defense for maybe Conklador that are um, outside this uh, the city of Pittsburgh um, that are you know siding with the Pokemon. Yeah. Let us know if you think Conklador can beat up Pittsburgh's mascot, which is also just the Steelers' mascot. But um, yeah, for sure. Let us know. <laughs> with that being said, I think it's time to take a break. Um, and get a word from our sponsor. The Pittsburgh Pokemon Podcast is brought to you by Sports Car Junction. Located in the North Hills of Pittsburgh, Sports Car Junction is a one-stop shop for players and collectors with a wide variety of singles, supplies, packs, and boxes available in-store and online at sportscarjunction.com. And don't forget to check out our weekly league Thursdays at 6.30. Thanks again, Sports Card Junction, for being a wonderful sponsor. Um, yeah, now it's time. I don't know why I get stumped every time I say that, but it is time for the news. I completely forget that we go to the news right now. So this is the news uh, the section of the news. Uh, we have today. It's Very not cool. a lot, but it's some big stuff. So uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna start with the the goodies, I guess. Um, so. The big news I think a lot of people are talking about is the prize pool, which I alluded to earlier. The prize pool got bigger in general, across the board, for everything. I so, like money. Yeah. Everyone, um, arguably, uh, good or bad, a lot of people like the money aspect to competitive play Pokemon events. So, and our... our our uh, winnings, your money, available money to be won is higher. So um, the big thing, um, looking at regionals, which I have the wrong window up. So the I don't remember what the polls were because I never won any. <laughs> right. Yeah. But um, now I believe it was only five thousand. I literally think it's doubled. Yeah, so, I, I believe it was. If you win uh, a regional. It is a prize of ten thousand dollars, and and a hundred and eight booster packs, which is three boxes, I think. Yeah, no, thirty-two. Yeah, three. So thirty-six. Yeah, yeah, uh, three boxes. Um, juniors and seniors get 
2,500 um, for first place. And then for second place, you get 7,000. So now uh, if you get second place in a regional, you got more money than you did for winning a regional last year. Um, but third and fourth receive 5,000 a piece. So top four, you get 5,000. Uh, top eight is 3,000. Top 16 is 2,000. Top 32, I think was the big gripe. I think it was only like 250 bucks is now a thousand dollars. It goes a right. long way to curbing uh, your travel expenses to get to these. If right. you can so for me, for, for me, uh, you know, we've both of us have never been in the money when it comes to regionals um, per se here, but um, it definitely lights a little bit more of a fire. Um, not that it, I needed any more because I, I'm just such a naturally competitive player. That I always want to win, no matter what you know game I'm playing and whatnot. But um, you know, it gives a little bit more drive, um, and determination, you know, to my game, to my prep, to everything like that. Um, and for competitive players, it's always nice to have that drive or something, um, you know, the chase after, um, but, you know, to to make sure you know whatever you're doing in life. In this case, playing Pokemon, um, you know, it gives you that drive and it, it makes it worth it to you. So, um. Yeah. You know, regardless for you win it or not, I mean, it's there. I think it's great. Um, like you said, it does help in travel. Um, and I mean, it's pretty good bragging rights, too, um, where if, you know, you, you get top 32, you get a thousand bucks. And, you know, the game that you play uh, for a hobby is actually paying you to play. So it's, um, you know, pretty cool. I'm not going to lie. I'm pretty excited about it. Yeah, definitely. I am excited about it, too. And I, I hope to get uh, get a check from Pokemon this year. Uh, one way or the other, I'm not. That's not. Yeah, I mean, I, w- I would. In love some to form like of it. <laughs> Um, but yeah, yeah. That that was super excited. I saw a lot of talk about that. I saw a lot of people excited about that, comparing what they would have earned to what they earned, like like past years. So, um, it is it is nice. Um, I mean, I will say VGC got a bump too in money. I don't I don't remember what they were. I had no idea what they were. Yeah. They also got a bump in money uh, as well. So, and, and yeah, so super exciting on that. Yeah, um, I agree. Moving on to even more good news with, with the early announcement of where the international championships will be for all of the events for internationals. So uh, we found out where North and uh, where NEIC is and uh, Hey, let's, let's go. To the bayou, as they say, uh, New Orleans. Get your airboats ready to go around the swamps and, right. and whatnot. I don't know. I don't. I mean, I'm conflicted on at least. Uh, we'll talk a little bit and I see. Then we'll go past that here. Um, you know, we we kind of had a, a inkling when Pittsburgh was announced as a regional that that um, that Columbus would kind of not be a thing this year um and that's what mm-hmm. it turns out to be um which is you know kind of for us selfishly again since we're only like two hours out um easy trip for a and for a international championship uh to make it you know just up to columbus um you it, would be a little easier to for us to you know just get to to any regionals um outside of pittsburgh or not um that's kind of a far far plane ride um it's going to be an extra cost to us, obviously, but oh, I think 
Um, overall, I think it's gonna it'll be a good thing. Um, give other cities a chance to shine. Um, you know, I don't know so much about the city. I've never been to New Orleans. Um, I've heard some people say it's kind of dangerous, and I know um, when we were in Baltimore last year, um, that was not a pleasant experience. So uh, as long as it's not, you know, to that level, obviously, I I have to hold judgment. I've never been. Um, I would love to, for those people to be wrong, um, you know, be able to go down, uh, check out the city and everything like that. But if it's a, a Baltimore situation, maybe not so much. Yeah, I've heard conflicting statements on both of those are you know negative like uh, it's not a good area it's it where the convention center is fine is is a good area or stuff like that so I, i'm not going to reserve judgment till it happens too i don't know i've never been to new orleans uh i holding out whether whether i can go or not i mean new orleans isn't necessarily the most easiest place to get to mm-hmm. um and like i mean we've been spoiled columbus is right in the back back door like back backyard kind of thing it's easy trip um i selfishly i mean this is pure selfish i would have liked to not necessarily columbus but you know northeast Indianapolis or something like that yeah i mean i would have you know even like new york city or something like that would have been a fun thing that i could at least you you know you can drive to um driving to the coast the gulf area is not a short drive. Uh, no, I think I looked it it's, up. It's, it was like 17 and a half and a half hour drive or something from yeah. Pittsburgh. <laughs> so driving is like my favorite. Well, my favorite way of getting to things flying uh, just increases the clot, the, the cost of going to events exponentially. And when you're on a time and uh, in a budget of where this isn't the only thing you're doing uh, with your money, it, that tends to get really expensive really quickly. Right. So, I mean, um, for us, like we have it pretty lucky, um, regardless of what city it is, because we have such a dedicated player base here in Pittsburgh. Um, you know, and you're part of that. Um, that we mm-hmm. we Airbnb, and so oftentimes, like our room and board, or you know that that that's really cheap as long as you know we're willing yeah. to share, uh, you know, space with one another. Uh, so like the hotels or you know rooms, not really that pricey. The event. Obviously, events are going up in price, which it's it's it is what it is, but um, still manageable. Uh, it's really just that plain uh, ticket um, yeah. that might be a, the bigger cost that's harder to swallow. But I still feel like overall, it's more just the time away from work, time away from you know all the PTO and stuff. Especially if you're making uh, a year long um, effort of making um, yeah. you know worlds, well, because uh, it's when gonna you're... be hard. Yeah, because when you're speaking of flying, like there's uh, that there's that added we've seen it all on like people say when you fly, like you can't fly in the day of like that's a bad idea because if your flight gets canceled, the whole thing's ruined. Like Mm -hmm. so you're you're quite expectingly like taking more time off because you have to travel farther to safely get there to make sure you're there for it. Um, And then. I mean, depending on how you like how close you can get and whatnot, how you get around and do stuff like that. Um, yeah, it, it just it it generally gets a little bit more. I'm not saying it's undoable. Um, it's just the the question mark of um, maybe we uh, for me, I'm just like maybe I hope I don't need NAIC to have to 
be a huge tournament that I have. That's to go the to. thing. Like for me, like for us in the past, the last two years being in Columbus, regardless of how we were doing, obviously newer players, rookies at the time, you know, our, our first uh, pole season, um, we were going regardless. Um, this year, I think it, it really kind of depends on where I am with points. If I feel like, you know, I'm in striking distance where NIC will help me get my world invite. Yeah, I'll, I'll make it out there. If I've completely whiffed from regardless, if like, I mean, I'm not going to make it because of it, um, you know, unless I win, um, maybe not. Um, so, you know, the season really, you know, there's a lot to, you know, be unfolded uh, from now from then. Uh, but I think because of just, you know, where it is, I might be hesitant depending where I am. It's not like I just am going to go if I'm going to go. If I'm going to just make a tournament, regardless if I qualify or not, I would probably just go to Worlds and just play in the sides. sides. Then I would go to NAIC this year, um, you know, if I, I wanted to make a trip to a one long trip or something like that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. All right. Well, um, I mean, we talked a lot about NAIC, but we also learned where EUIC and uh, LAIC. Um, so LAIC is obviously the first traditionally mm-hmm. event that we get, uh, and that is going to be in uh, Brazil, Sao Paulo, um, which is traditionally usually in Brazil. Um, I mean, it's obviously the largest country in Latin America, has a lot of the things that Pokemon usually wants and size and stuff like that. So, right. um, but uh, we, we got that November 17th and 19th, 17th through the 19th. Um, and then EUIC is in London, um, uh, in the UK, um, in the Excel Center. So uh, they like that event area. It's a nice big place, fits a lot of people. So be back there again. Uh, in April, um, by the way, NAIC, I don't think I said, was in June 7th through the 9th. So we already have the right. dates ready for you guys. Anyone, get your PTO in if you have to. Uh, if you want to, if you know you're going or whatever, you can start kind of planning your trip um, for that. Okay. But yeah. Um, and, and the the downer news, um, because if you haven't caught on my drift, I haven't mentioned one of the ICs that we usually talk about. Um, is OCIC. Uh, there is no OCIC this year. Um, per uh, a, a statement um, in here with the, the international update, um, because of the... They are not running a internet uh, an OCIC this year. Um, the, the reasoning that Pokemon gives is that the... the um, the division split, or however they what do they call them, the region split they did in 2020, where they split a lot of things that were in the ocean, like the the western or the that Pacific re- region and right uh, uh, the Asian places they took off, like Singapore and stuff like that, moved to to be part of the Pokemon the Japanese Pokemon circuit kind of area. Um, they are trying to figure out a new way to better assess that area is what they, I believe they said, I'm paraphrasing it, right. um, but they just made the hard decision to not run an OCIC this year. Do you uh, think, I mean, this, I, as you were saying, this has kind of just popped in my head and I, this could be completely just, uh, well, this is just coming out of left field. Do you think they're maybe doing this, um, you know, in preparation to kind of have us on a, a world meta at the same time, you know how Japanese have always been ahead of us. 
um, with the move for all those other, uh, you know, Australia and all those other surrounding areas kind of joining into that, that we're already kind of part of the the uh, the NA kind of, um, you know, meta. Uh, do you think this is maybe a move towards that, a potential positive? Uh, obviously a negative, but, you know, potentially get a positive out of it? It could be somewhat of a potential positive in, in that aspect, but um, it, I just think they, they saw it as it's not as big of a, a it's, a region. Yeah, it's not, but it's not I as mean, big as a region as they would, uh, would have think or order what it was. So um, they, they made a hard choice to not support it um, with the um with an international because mm-hmm. I, I guess there's also a point in, in this the, the with the prize pool update uh that i didn't mention that i remember reading it earlier in, in in this when i was going over it but uh the prize pools are set um there's no attendance based prize pools so um it does you know how much you're playing for when you go to an event like even with yeah, there's no kicker to money. There's no there's no kicker to money. It's purely based on on different things. So, um, so I don't I, I don't know if the the new total for a, like a TCG first place prize is twenty five hundred dollars. I don't know if that's what the two twenty five thousand uh, dollars. I don't know if that was what it was, um, money wise, uh, in general, um, but basically. Uh, I think if the, if it is higher, which I I believe they would have, I think they upped everything across the board. I think what they were trying, what they got was they're going to pour more money into these internationals for people to win. And as I mean, there's no better way to say it, but OCIC was a very is a lot smaller of an event comparatively to the other three ICs. So I, it might not have been, and they're not they're not adjusting money because of that anymore. So they might not, they might've just deemed, unfortunately they don't bring enough people to the events in this smaller region now, because it's a smaller region of what we did, like what they did, that it's not worth, or it's unfortunately not worth the investment of the money to run that tournament there. Yeah. uh, And it's unfortunate. I mean, obviously there's a, a lot of really good players out there, but you know, like you said, they're kind of, in the potential of moving them into the Asia group. Uh, so we'll see where that goes. Um, it's unfortunate they're not going to have a, or an, an IC, uh, but I'm sure we'll see plenty of those players come down uh, to all the other events um, and yeah. you know, pop them I mean, up. Uh, Oceana is still going to get regionals and everything. So um, hopefully uh, this doesn't, I know a lot of Australian players where maybe they may bank on an IC uh, points mm-hmm. than we like in North America or European players do. So hopefully they still get enough regionals that they're not out a big point hit at the at that same cost. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I mean, it is what it is, but I think it's time for us to move on. Um, get outside of the news, I believe. Right. Um, that 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 sums up the news. So it's a lot of good news. A little bit of a downer tied in there, but um. Yeah. All right. Uh, All right. So we're going to jump into our new segment here this season. 
and that is the Triple P uh, Season Watch. Chuck, I would like to start with you. Um, so where are you at point-wise currently, uh, and what is this week looking like for you um, for potential points? Okay, so um, I got a lot of potential points on the line this week. So uh, I, I did not make any more. I did not make gather any more points this week because uh, this weekend, because uh, unfortunately, uh, some events went uh, didn't happen. Whatnot. My cup performance. I didn't hit the kicker, even though I placed in a, a position that you would hope to have gotten points in. Uh, and then um, I did choose not to go to a Sunday event. Um, I just deemed an hour and a half was too far for a challenge. Sorry. But that was that. So um, I did not garner any more points. I'm still sitting at 10. I had a good finish. So I'm happy about that. And uh, my deck choices are the same that I've been thinking of, um, you know, the Sablezard uh, and Chen Pao. I might even. Think of maybe trying a Lost Zone Giratina, but because everyone else is playing it and it is decent of yeah. an idea. We'll, we'll talk about meta here That's, after this segment. Yeah, those are those are deck choices that I've been thinking of doing. But this week I have, starting tomorrow, I have another string of four events. So I have another big weekend coming up. And we have a Wednesday challenge, which uh, as you're listening to this, in the evening, uh, I might be because I should be competing in a challenge. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and then Friday night, I have a cup, which is going to be iffy <laughs> um, because it's a, it's a cup that starts at 7 p.m. So, yeah, uh, <laughs> that's late <laughs> as late. So planning on going late. There is a challenge uh, in, in a nearby Michigan town on Saturday that. Um, this is why I only said there's four events, uh, because that might most likely get scrubbed, uh, because it is an earlier start and a longer drive. And if I'm playing late on Friday, I'm not going to want to get up and go to it. Right. I saw what happened last time I did that, and it'll be better. Like it is only a challenge, so uh, it, if it was a cup, I might have might rough through it just to try, but it is not. And then Sunday, there is another. Uh, there's a a cup on in Toledo, the same storm going to on Wednesday. They're doing a challenge on Wednesday during our league night and a cup on Sunday. So uh, I should be in two cups and maybe two challenges. Yeah. Very cool. I mean, a lot of points on the line for you. Um, For, for me, um, you know, with, you know, squeaking in top four, um, regardless of how frustrating maybe that overall tournament was for me just as a player. Obviously, nothing with the, you know, with the store. It was very well run. Um, it was just more just a rocky road. But um, ended up clawing to, I'm at 144 right now, so I'm still in a pretty good spot. Um, it was a light week for, for me. Uh, I wasn't planning on going to any cups. We did have a challenge here at Sports Car Junction on Thursday. Um, which, you know, I'm, I'm hoping to do, you know, place in there, get 10 to 15 points, putting me over the 150 mark would be amazing um, at that point. Um, I know I have some family stuff doing. I have a concert I'm going to on Friday, and then I'm probably going to the Renaissance Festival either Sunday, Monday, somewhere in that, because it is a long weekend. Um, but 
with you saying there's a cup in Toledo on Sunday, I might make I might try to make my way down there unless there you think it's going to be sold out. Uh, no, Toledo usually the the store there usually has plenty of room. Um, I'm usually at some good players. I'm hoping um, maybe this is where I played Shemansky last time. So mm. maybe seeing if that happens again. So. For sure. I mean, yeah, I mean, for sure. I know I'm going to do the challenge. Um, I know I have other things going on as well, just around the house and whatnot. Um, I might just kind of, you know, take one weekend off uh, as far as like any, any cup runs, um, you know, going into next weekend because next weekend is Pittsburgh regional. Um, and I, I do want to go in as fresh as possible for sure. Yeah, I hear you. I just, uh, I would, after this weekend, I'm going to grind out these the events and then uh, I, I'm going to luckily have Labor Day off because it's Labor Day weekend coming up. Right, um, right. Kind of relax, uh, probably powwow, decide on the deck that I want to test hard for the week and, and and just get ready for that. So another thing, I guess, for me, just in the season in, in general I want to try to get my placements out of the way as soon as possible. That way I can focus more on the regionals um, and not worry too much about it. Um, I feel I, I have a fear that if I don't get all my six placements, you know, pretty quickly um, with the regional season coming up, that I'll miss out on some cups or challenges uh, that I would probably have to go to to max those out while I'm doing that. So um, I, I have that fear of just like running out of time uh, and events, um, even though I'm off to a pretty good start, I feel um, I'm trying to get those those at least top six finishes, even if they're not all maxed out finishes, at least on the board where there there are points there. You know what I mean? Yeah, I I, I would have liked to have more finishes than I do currently. Uh, I am a little bit more relaxed with the challenges finishes. Yeah, challenges um, not so much. It's more cups. The cups are the one that are the the big deal because the challenges that you can get to your locals during like your Regular yeah, I, I've realized that um, if I try and that's that's kind of the reason why I didn't stray too far for the last one. Um, I just was like, I don't think it's worth the that drive when um, I can get these points slowly throughout uh, a couple channels. Like I have enough nearby ones that I can do well in those uh, and, and get my finishes. Uh, the cups, though, yeah, that's the ones that I would like. To, I, I I don't have any cup finishes um, that have that have yielded points, so I would right. have liked to have one by now. Um, but yeah, those You'll are there, they're I know for sure. trying. So yeah, all right. Well, I mean, that's a good you know review. Uh, hopefully, you know we can both get some points this weekend, uh, depending on you know how many events we both go to uh, going into. Uh, Pittsburgh regionals. Uh, but with that being said, um, you know, we've been going through a lot of the meta. Um, so instead of just doing the normal, um, you know, go into detail necessarily, I'll make, I want to make a little bit more of a, a game. Uh, so I want uh, five, five decks that you would uh, say the stock is up, not necessarily a play that you're going to make. And uh, then five decks that the stock is down um, and these are at least in your opinion. So either they're decks that you respect, you fear, uh, you want to play, or they're decks that you just think are not good for the current meta, um, or you know you just don't think is a good play in general. 
Um, so that's kind of where we want to go. I don't know if you have any off the top of your head. If you want, we want to start with the the stock down. Uh, all right, stock down. At the moment, um, the I don't know. I for me, I, I we we have been all about the hype and, and Charizard's been out there, but for me, the stock's a little bit down on that for me. Um, it it's proven to be a good good enough deck that it's it's something you can play in the meta. But to me, it seems more, um, not, I don't want to say rogue, but you are, it's like beer, like I want to say B tier or, or something like A tier, not it's, I think, I think it's, if it's anything, it's low B it's, or high C. I, 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 it's something that can do well, but you're like, you're hitting above average if you're like, winning a turn winning a regional or winning a tournament with it right. I believe. so this is the thing like our testing group is tried are um and i know a lot of other testing groups and i've seen results i mean we've seen some pop up here and there um i've played against it at a couple of these events for points um i just think the deck is completely overblown and even the defenders of charizard decks um are saying you know but it's like a b tier I, I i still think it's like probably c tier when the deck gets going and when you're behind it, it shines um but so many things right now just stop you um, not even including path to the peak which just completely shuts the deck down you've seen decks go to a lost box variants to try to like work around that but still doesn't feel great uh, if you're playing lost box why don't you just play mirage gate turbos Tina, whatever your spice is keck deck i don't care don't play charizard with that um with arceus it just doesn't feel good to me um it it uh, i don't know um not only that it just there's just you know an influx of other decks that kind of just hurt it right now um i just don't think that it's the the juice is worth the squeeze on charizard for me yep that was my that was my sentiment as well. Yeah. All right. So I got one. Um, we're, we'll, we'll just tag team these uh, five up, five downs here. Um, Gardevoir. Uh, Gardevoir. Um, so I, in saying Charizard, I don't like it. Um, I still anticipate there being at least close to 10% of the meta share being Charizard. Maybe I could be wildly wrong there, too. Um, but with just the overall community sentiment saying they Charizard's good, Charizard's good, there'll, there'll be people trying to prove that deck. Um, and that still doesn't bode well for Gardevoir or Mew, uh, really. But uh, Gardevoir, I think, is already kind of on a decline because, I mean, obviously Tord did well with it at Worlds, uh, but not everybody's Tord. And I've seen so many players uh, play that deck uh, to nowhere near the same success. Um I'm just underwhelmed with that deck overall. Um, it's a very high um, ceiling deck, and I don't think a lot of people can reach that ceiling. It is definitely a very high ceiling deck, and um, it is definitely a deck that takes... This is, like, my biggest issue with it, is I feel like it's... Every game is long. Mm -hmm. Like, you don't... I don't think Gardevoir wins quickly. No, even in the super favored matchups, it's like, come on, man, you took like 30 minutes to win that match. Yeah, like that's the thing is like, I don't, it, even when it can steamroll, 
like it doesn't win quickly. Like it, it just takes the amount of actions and things that Gardevoir has to do um makes takes time. And is why I'm down on it is uh, I almost essentially every time I feel like I'm playing a like a play against a Gardevoir deck, I'm essentially playing a best of one in my mind. Um and that that is why I'm down on it a little bit because I know how to beat it. So I feel like a lot of people playing it unless you're I don't know, Tord. Like Henry branded well can, with it too. <laughs> if you can unless unless you're Tord and you can deal with that over nine rounds, like I just don't see it ending well. Right. I agree. All right. Enough time on Gardevoir. Pick us another deck that is on the on the down. Um one that I have um I put Arcdura decks. Just are I, I think those type of counter boxy builds are on a little bit of a decline. Uh because I think the meta is getting wide enough that it's hard to narrow down the Pokemon you need mm -hmm. to put in there. Like Dura isn't like a good all he's not the big solve that you need for a lot of decks. Like there's not that much special energy. Um Volpix only works for certain things. You know what I mean? And then... Um, yeah, Dura was a lot more effective when the meta was, um, you know, more condensed. There was maybe, like, four decks. Now there's, you know, a good eight to ten decks that you can legitimately bring, depending on, you know, the, the given meta. But, you know, decks, archetypes that run well, that are, have proven themselves in the last, you know, handful of months. Yeah, that's one that I think is on it on a little bit of its decline. I would tend to agree. All right, so another one I have, I would say Arctina, but kind of a catch-all to there. I don't think Arctina is good, but I'll mm -hmm. I'll move on. Um, is Rapid Strike Box Urshifu Inteleon? Um, I've just seen too many people, um, at, at many of these uh tournaments either misplay have have you know because the deck's not necessarily always so straightforward. Um, you know, misplay out of a win or. Uh, just clunk themselves out of setting up out of a win. Uh, I've seen that deck do that more times than not. Um, obviously, there is a lot of cool plays you can do with Yoga Loop um, and in just spreading damage um, with the Alakazam or, you know, the manipulating damage. Um, but with that being said, I mean, it's not always leading to the easiest of choices. Um, plus, it's just naturally clunky. And I think some of the decks that are on the top top uh, of the of the stock up are more consistent decks, and that is why I have Rapid Strike Urshifu Inteleon on the down. Yeah, I mean, I can somewhat agree with that. Um, the only reason why I don't I don't have it I wouldn't have it in my list is that like Urshifu like that deck is kind of like. I don't know how to like best say it. Like he's your counters Arceus. What's that? Counters Arceus. It counters Arceus, but like he's not um, it's not a big meta player in my eyes. It's kind of like an off meta deck 
a little it, roguish in my you, eyes. You you're probably right, and, so, and for that reason, I may not put it on there. But I think I've been blinded by the local meta here, where a lot of people have been playing it. Um, yeah. So it won it, because it won NAIC. I think it got a little bit of a bump. A lot. And, bit and of you a might bump. be right in that it's it's declining, but for me, it's a push because I still feel that it's roguish. You can play it That's and have point. success if you know what you're doing with it, but it's ro- it, like it's rogue in my eyes. Like you're gonna have some tough matchups, you're gonna have some easy matchups, uh, and and basically your matchups are gonna really what like kind of may determine how well your deck. That's goes. another reason I wouldn't pick it because I would bl- much rather have a universally just good deck that didn't necessarily depend on uh, matchups where you're just hard countering them. All right, give us uh one more here. Uh, I think we're at five, right? Is this fifth? This would be yeah. If it's back to me again, this would be five. Um, I am gonna go with. You named all of the ones I was thinking. I will say. Mm, I'm gonna say, Gudra. That's a rogue deck right now, and you know it. Don't even. I don't really have a good another one. If, if you have uh, another Mew one, Mew V Max. Mew okay. again. Uh, Mew V Max. I think um, people's the the radar is still up on Mew. Um, obviously, Mew is a, de- a great deck. Um, so there's path counters. There's there's people are still putting um, uh, the Spiritomb back in there. Drapion still a thing. Uh, Mew counters are being um you know pushed out there not and then again with charizard still being a perceived uh you know meta share there um that deck will be favored into that so um mu v max i feel just isn't the play currently um there's just too much dark threats out there too many answers uh to mu uh currently um you know at least you're locally if anything locally um i would say just to don't play mu yeah, I, I can agree with that. Okay, I will give you a stock up one then, since you didn't get the stock down. Um, I, I, I mean, I don't know if you really want to say this is stock up, but I think Lost Zone Boxes is, is is ticking in the right direction, like a turbo build. I even like you can argue some other like variants. I'm not saying Sables are like, but like, no, not necessarily like, uh. Just things that still have those two prize of hitters, but then you might have something else in there as well. Um, like a grass Pokemon for a Charizard or something like that. But I don't like, agree with the grass text. Don't put the grass text in. I do agree with the lost box. Zone yeah, I'm or, just saying. Uh, turbos, I think, turbo builds are great. Tina's great, even though I don't want to admit that. But And then also, well, I've seen I have, I'd have that, I had that separately. Well, uh, yeah, but we'll, we'll just encounter all lost box because I think they're all solid. True, they're all solid, but they all di- play differently. But we can't just say lost box, lost box, lost box. Um, in my eyes, I was thinking turbo lost box. I had uh, more comments for Giratina lost box, so I think turbo lost box is good because it's not really it. It doesn't like people know about it, but it's not so high on the radar that people are gunning for it. So you're not. I don't think yeah. you're gonna see Klefki's out the wazoo or something. You know what I mean? That mm. kind of silly stuff. Uh, Giratina lost box though. I think you're looking at what is probably the highest meta play deck. Correct. Um, so that, as much as I think the stock stocks up for it, um, 
I feel like you are the one with your target on your back um, if you're thinking about playing that. So the question is, is it good enough to, is it one of those decks that's just good enough? Like, why not, like play the best deck, play it well, win. You know what I mean? Kind right. of thing. Don't overthink it. Play the best deck just and, and do it well. Or is it something that needs to, you know, not necessarily innovate, innovate a little bit to separate itself from its like the the same things of itself. You know right. what I mean to give it that extra edge. So I feel like though, as good of a play as Arctina is, I think it it does suffer against the other variants of Lost Box. I think the other variants of Lost Box are better against it. Well, it just um, out. Uh, uh, the it problem is it. the the other Lost Box decks out Lost Box the Tina decks. Right, so, but the Tina decks deal with those bigger uh, threats um, a little yeah. bit easier. So it really just depends on what you feel like is the meta call. Um, but Lost Box in general, I think, is stock up. Correct. Um, but we will move on as much as I wanted to pick Lost Box. Uh, Maridon. Maridon EX, um, the deck, um, won the challenge I was at. Uh, actually beat me in the top four. Um, again, congrats to Zach. Uh, Zach, uh, super awesome player. We've had him on the cast uh, a long while ago. Uh, but, you know, bringing that deck in for a win, obviously, we've seen it have success, um, you know, at, at other cups. We've seen it on Twitter. We've seen um, some of these online tournaments. It, it The stock is up because it does well um, against a lot of decks. It hits fast and it plays fast. Um, <laughs> there's a lot to be said about that. Um, just the the easy decisions, not necessarily easy decisions, but maybe less difficult to sit less often having difficult decisions. And then, um, you know, obviously just hits so super um, solid and consistent early game. Yeah, it, it's it's found a way to consistently hit, you know, numbers that can take knockouts on most V's and, and things like that. Um and it can do it turn one, potentially. Yeah. Um, so um, that is where it, it hits fast, goes fast, and does well. Uh, I think that is also it's the biggest detriment, depending on if we get um the bigger, beefier Pokemon out there. Where this is where like Charizard could really kind of mess with this a little bit because. It doesn't have any, like, the current build don't really have any spike damage. So it, it's going to hit you for 220. Mm-hmm. Maybe 230, like, uh, maybe 200. Maridon's 220. I don't know what Raikou can top out at. I think it's 220 as well. Uh, Raikou it's- can top out a little higher, uh, but there's a lot more um, a lot more prep that has to go into that. Because, um, I mean, you'll have one Flaffy, you'll have one Attach. And then you're you're probably already used um, at least two to three of your of your um, electric Generator. generators. So you're hoping one hits uh, for max at two, and still have energy on the board to hit for some I mean. of that spike numbers. But I mean, it's consistent in the deck hits fast and early, and there's a lot to be said about that. That you can take yeah. out two prizers early. Yeah. So it struggles in the late games sometimes, depending on the matchup. But if you can. It's still kind of, I think I've said this before, if you can weather a storm uh, with Maridon, you might be able to overcome it. Weather the storm. You are the storm. (laughs) 
Yeah, well, that's that's literally the thing. Like, if well, no, like if if you're playing against a Maridon, if you can weather that storm, right? Um, you might be able to overcome it because it's going to hit consistently that two twenty. But if if you can put something that maybe not going to get knocked out and and keep the Raichu from really building, like maybe that you target that down or something like that, like then. Everything you're you're taking two prizes against it. Like it's not giving you a single prizer at one point in time to like as an attacker. Um, you are. It's just two two two. As long as you can get through that, then you might be able to out out prize it. I guess is the right. You might be able to win. But because it hits fast, that's not an easy order. Like that's not an easy thing to do. So, all right, give us another. Um. So, uh, I have I have like a Chen Pao and Palkia mix on the rise a little bit. I feel like, um, even though like I feel like Chen Pao's great, but I feel like Palkia gives it that little bit of something that can hit things that you don't want to like discard X energy for. Like I don't, like, mm. it feels bad doing that to a comfy when you like a comfy or even a Cramorant, when you don't really need to blow, like, do that much, like, yes, it's still only doing 120 damage, but I don't know. It just feels right, like right. Un, un, it, it gives you a it. backup also if you whiff the backs um, without candy. Um, and so there's so many different plays you can make. It just makes it more consistent to set up. Um, the one down, I mean, I agree. It's a great deck. It hit, hits high numbers, it can spread damage. Um, it's good against single prize decks. Um, especially with like the cologne play where you could take out multiple. Um, but I feel like the de the deck's downfall is itself. Sometimes it just doesn't set up. <laughs> and if it well, doesn't do that, yeah, you're just in trouble. It, the, I think, yeah, the, the biggest downfall is sometimes it's set up and then um, it's like, I don't know what you want to call it, like the heart of the engine or the the linchpins holding it together are very noticeable. Right, which would be like whether it's you know Baxcalibur that's all by himself. You know, what I mean, that you don't have another one nearby or set up. But, you know, you can usually see an, an avenue to kind of curtail the deck from continuing its steamroll that it might have got on. Mm -hmm. So that is that those are very noticeable in the matchup. So you can kind of get burned like that. So. Sure. Uh, all right. Well, I'm going to give one more and then I'll let you give one more and then we'll uh, head out here. Um, but I've got Lugia, single strike Lugia. Um, I feel like generally there's a pretty good matchup spread out there um, where it could do pretty well. Um, people aren't necessarily, I mean, are there going to be a little bit of path of peak hate there? Um, but I feel like the deck um, is not getting as much attention to it um, and people you know, might not be thinking of, of Lugia taking out those Temple of Sinnohs um, out of their decks. So things like that, just give it a little bit more of an edge and it still just has a pretty good matchup spread. Um, and Tyranitar just being hit, able to hit pretty hard uh, feels pretty good. Yeah. I don't know. Never, still not a fan of Lugia in general. Um, I will say you but... still got to manage your energy. So I think that's sometimes... Uh, the underrated portion of playing that deck is managing your energies. 
um, yeah. where I've been able to take advantage a few times against a few different people um, with that kind of uh, that play there. Yeah, that's a, I, I don't really have a good comment on that. I, 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 Lugia has good, been good. I just. It's Lugia. Lugia does Lugia. Lugia is <laughs> Lugia. So I don't really have another one. We've went over all of them. I had lost them separately, separated on things right, that were. Right. Well, we'll, we'll call it. Yeah. I mean, it's fair. Um, there's, there's, you know, probably those are probably the top four uh, and then separate those lost zone uh, decks uh, for sure. Yeah. All right. Well I then I, I don't know if Arctina like is on a rise at all in your eyes. I mean, that's the only other one. Um, really I feel like it's, it's, about. it's down, but I, I think it's, I think it's still technically on the rise. I think it's pretty good against like the meta. Like I said, I know it's pretty popular in Pittsburgh. Uh, for me, I, I guess I'm looking through jaded glasses here because I play the turbo variant. I don't play Tina. And I I feel like I take advantage of that matchup. Uh, so I see like, you know, the head to head matches. I see where I'm, I, I'm having, you know, wins more times than not. Um, but I'm not seeing, you know, the other players. There's like f- three or four players here locally that are getting their, their CP with that deck. Uh, pretty consistently uh, making top eights, uh, top fours, and and so on. Uh, yeah, so I, the deck is I, still pretty solid for, uh, overall. Yeah, and I do think um, this is the one deck that can easily slot in like a a counter thing for Zard that is popular. I feel I've seen the Superior, I've seen Shaman, um, and other things get thrown in there. It doesn't really mess with the deck that much. You can like toss it away if you're not playing against the Zard deck, but you can easily use it if you are. Plus, it plays four path to the peak, which is a little disruptive to a lot of things in the meta mm-hmm. um, in general, and it doesn't hurt itself at all. Um, just it can consistently just be like path. This is staying out here, even if you bump it or vacuum it. Um, so that. Those those things have it has it going for it, but then, um, I, I don't know. It, it's very straightforward and it still gets beat by stuff. But so okay. for sure, um, yeah. I mean, I don't. I, that's I think a pretty good uh, up and down there. Um, you know, the meta hasn't changed a whole lot. I still think Zard completely overrated. I'm sorry. I know there's a lot of Zard lovers. Um, I don't think the good the deck is worth playing at a regional level. Um, should you respect it seeing it still? Uh, probably, but I still, depending on what you decide to play going into Pittsburgh or any of these regionals, Peoria or anything like that, um, I don't know how heavy I would go into trying to counter it with like a shaman player or anything like that. Yeah, I mean, when you decide your counters, you just gotta, I, I think when you're looking at, for me personally, when you're looking at what you want to build your deck around, you want to be consistent, you want to build four or consistency and then see what is like if you have a, a few slots to still play with and you can feel that you're consistent with what you're trying to do and your tech cards like whatever you put in for a matchup i feel like whatever your worst thing is that you're trying to that's what you're teching for or mm-hmm. um, or even if it's just something you just don't want to lose to like i like like we've seen like people are just like i don't want to lose to mew in general so they put drapion in the deck or they don't want to lose to 
X Gardevoir, something like that, then they then the Gardevoir counter goes in. Uh, maybe that's where you see the vengeful punches because they don't want to lose to Gardevoir, and that makes the matchup this much easier. But it doesn't do anything for anything else. Um, for me, pick the counter that best that that, that ends that that, that your word what it, what matchup you hate. That's the thing that you want to tech for. I I I, I don't necessarily think you want to spread it around. Uh, yeah, your like deck that. can't like spread the love that many times. Um, so yeah. uh, decide what you want to counter. For me, I don't think it's art. <laughs> For me, I think if I'm trying to counter something, um, uh, it's like a a lost box of a ride on a uh, Chen Pao, something to that effect. Um, over like a, a Charizard or a Gardevoir. Um, currently, yeah, you won't be able. You don't have enough space to counter everything. So, um, narrow your counter down, like kind of tunnel tunnel vision a little bit but narrow it down to what you want to counter and then add in those pieces and then go from there all righty yeah i agree um but with that being said i think that's going to do it for us chuck unless you have anything else nope nope that's all i got all right well again i'm going to thank everybody for hanging out with us till the end um and we'll see you guys next week see ya Thanks again for listening to the Pittsburgh Pokemon Podcast. Uh, if, as always, if you could do us and future listeners a favor and leave us a like, a rating, or a review on whatever your podcast platform of choice is, it goes a long way to helping out the pod. Plus, Jake, where can you reach us directly? Yeah, you can get me at Pinucks1 on Twitter, as well as Chuck at WatchWimsy. You can also reach us on Twitter for the whole Pittsburgh Pokemon podcast at Pit Pokepod. Thanks again, guys and gals. We will see you all next time. See you later.